Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 209. I'm Sean. <laughs> Joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Yes, I'm here. I'm laughing because are you hearing the seagulls? No. Okay, I have a whole bunch of seagulls on the roof chirping and it's come through the chimney. Uh, chimney. Uh, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Uh, check out our sports podcast as well. Uh, glad you don't hear them though, because they are—they're the rascals, is what they are. Maybe I'll boost the volume on that. I'll find it. And, yeah, look for them. Yeah. Uh, but okay, a lot of stuff to get into today, and we're gonna kick things off with. Uh, so remember, Disneyland was like, "Well, you guys can come in again uh, to pay us to eat here, but you can only look at the rides. You can't go on them or near them, and we're gonna charge you for it." And people are like, holy shit, we can't wait. And uh, there's you can do some more stuff now, but not with that pass. Are you familiar with what I'm uh, about to explain, Andy? No, I don't know. <laughs> so Gavin Newsom has said, April 1, just a few weeks away, that theme parks can open at, I believe it was 15%. Now, uh, obviously, I haven't looked into every theme park in California, but Disneyland spoke, and they're like, well, that's not enough time, but we're going to open late April uh, because we have to you know, get the park ready and uh, get you know, 10,000 people back on the payroll. Um, more details to come. But yeah, so Disneyland is going to be reopening over a year since they closed their doors. Um, but this is progress. You gonna get on that Star Wars ride? Well, my question is, and no one knows yet. It's it's pure speculation at this point. A, how hard is it to get going to be to get one of those tickets? And C, how much is that ticket going to cost? And three, I just wanted to do that because I, I was thinking of Buzz from <laughs> Home Alone. He's like one B and C or something. But you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like winning the lottery, probably, with all these nerds. And I think you have to be a California resident that's part of not Disneyland's demands, but California's demands. So it's like, good yeah. good luck, Arizonians. You have to go get a fake ID to come to Disneyland. Um, oh, they have so one. They have one? Yeah, Arizona's weird. That's what the joke is. Fake IDs would get used in Arizona. To come here? No, just in general. Oh pretty good uh but yeah i mean there's still I don't know, eight million people within 40 minutes of disneyland that are probably die hard people that are already in line for you know they don't even know where to be but they're they're ready to pull the trigger to get those tickets i don't ever know what those people do for jobs because they just seem like they're so devoted to Di maybe they work for disneyland and they're just on their day off but you know the people i'm talking about where they like wear like all the gear and all that stuff. It's like, I like Disneyland, but I'm not wearing that kind of stuff for, it's like $60 for a shirt for them there in the first place. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there who have more money than they should. I don't know. It's just not, it's not right. Why do you have to buy shirts at Disneyland? I don't get it. Yeah. But I mean, so Disneyland has been open since June in Florida and it seems like, well, they've been probably doing it. Okay. So, yeah, I think they could probably do it okay here as well. Maybe you don't get to go on the Haunted Mansion anymore. I don't know. Maybe they 
change that elevator room so there's like six people on it at a time. If there's only 15% capacity, I think they could you know, manage the lines pretty well anyway. So also think about that. If it's everything is open, but it's only 15%, that's like being like a Kardashian in the park. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's like getting there first thing in the morning and there's no lines on the first two rides you get to go on, but it's all day. Yeah, I'd I'd like to be involved. Maybe this is they're going to do a lottery system. It probably is. It's going to be like Willy Wonka, like buy some, yeah. you know, uh, the Blu-ray of Lilo and Stitch and a couple of them are specially marked and then you can pay us to come to our park. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you could buy one lottery ticket for $59.99 with no guarantee that you'll get in. Yeah, that's how it'll work. As a, a stockholder, I'm sure they'd be pretty enthused with that. Yeah, you're a stockholder? No, but I said like, oh. as stockholders. And, <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have to disclose that. Maybe I'll buy. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I look forward to seeing how they're going to handle this because also, can they even be profitable at 15%? Uh, it's probably not about that at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're going to need to like get back into how things work and staff up and all that stuff. You know, Disney Plus is up to 100 million subscribers. That doesn't seem right. In the world? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. There are a lot of fake ones in China or something. Why do people make fake accounts? They're paying for it. I saw it on Silicon Valley. Remember they had those fake accounts? Yeah, but that was for like a like a Twitch where it doesn't cost any money. I think it costs seven ninety nine a month for this. Yeah, I don't know who's eating that cost. You think Disneyland Disney's doing that? Like we got to we got to beef yeah. up our numbers. They want to shove it in Peacock's face. Yeah, I don't think so, yeah. but maybe. But either way, more details uh, to follow uh, as soon as they're available. But moving right along, uh, we've got. A deceased series back from the dead for a limited series on uh, stars. Andy, tell us more. Party Down, a show that none of you have probably from heard of. Early 2000s? When is that? Like 2004? Uh, I think it was, okay, 2009, 2010. So oh, it was early, that? early oh. Obama, you know? I thought it was early, older than that. Um,. It was a, it was a really good show, but it was on stars, so people didn't know about it. I didn't know about it until like it was done. Yeah, and I who know has I showed stars. Yeah, I know I showed it to you. I had to look up like what the fuck is stars? Who owns stars? Like everyone is owned by something, and it was like I want to say they're bought. Okay, they're owned by Lionsgate now, but they used to be just kind of like their own thing. And Lionsgate itself is like not a very big. It's like the smallest of the big movie companies, and it's they probably make a lot own. of movies now. Though they're getting bigger, I think. I think they're going to end up getting bought eventually, probably. That's how that works. I'm sure that's the goal. Um, but yeah, so Stars. So it's Stars owns this property, and, and they're going to do a limited series of it. So uh, the cast, so Adam Scott, who left, or when the show ended, went to Parks and Recreations. Uh, Jane Lynch of like Glee and uh, Role Models, and, you know, all kinds of great stuff. Martin Starr went on to uh, do Silicon Valley, which I just yeah. referenced. Guilford. Had a lot, a lot of people. It had good uh, guest Rick stars. Rick Fox too. is in it. <laughs> yeah, must have he? been a guest star. Oh, it's oh yeah. It says it here at the Wikipedia, guest stars include Kevin Hart as well. So Kevin well, Hart was not nearly as famous me. back yeah. then. Rob Corddry. But it was a it was a really funny show that was on a network no one knew existed or had. So just kind of. 
came and went, but maybe it'll do better. Uh, I was reminded that this, the show is created by Rob Thomas, but not the, uh, not the uh, guy from Matchbox 20, a different guy. Uh, the guy who created Veronica Mars, uh, who was also a show that no one really watched, but also got a revival uh, a couple years ago and was pretty good, but ended poorly and people were upset with how it ended and it's not going to continue. So who knows how this is going to go. But it sounds like uh, the plan is for this to be a six-episode limited series, so it's not like a comeback. Well, pretty good either way. I can't say I'll watch it because I don't have stars, but... Well, I'm hoping, you know, Lionsgate gets purchased by (laughs) HBO or something, by Warner Brothers, and then it's just, actually, that's going to be on HBO. Yeah, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Okay, moving on. uh, Tell us about American Crime Story Impeachment. This has been in the works for decades, it seems like. Yeah, right? like 40 years, I feel like. Yeah, so this is the third season of American Crime Story. Like of the course. people of O.J. Simpson versus O.J. Simpson. Of course, yeah. The first season, very, very uh, popular, very famous. Juice. Um, Juice. The second, second season, not as much. But this third season, of, well, this is going to be the comeback. It's going to be about Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. What a what a. This is the one that people scandal. have been waiting for. Yeah, so um, it's just been very slow production, obviously, with... COVID, I'm sure, has been hard, but Brian Murphy's also has like 94 series in the works at all times. So I think this one's been kind of put off. Um, and there's there's been casting news. I want to say we reported on like over a year ago, uh, Clive Owen is supposed to be Bill Clinton. That sounds weird. In fact, uh, very weird. Sarah Paulson, a uh, longtime collaborator of Ryan Murphy, she's in, you know, most of his stuff was in the O.J. Simpson one. Um is going to be uh, Linda Tripp, the uh, the friend of Lana Valencia, who kind of like blew the whole thing open by Carmela Soprano. Um, and then now they just cast uh, the Hillary Clinton, Edie Falco, yeah, of of the Sopranos. So big time TV actress. Uh, it's a big get, and you look at it, it's like, oh, I could see it. Yeah, that could be really good. Yeah. So that's just, but it's just more confirmation that that is still going to happen. I think they said they they hope to have it out this fall. That's tremendous. And yeah. that's on uh, FX still, correct? Yes. So that'll be easy to watch for me. All right. Very good. Uh, about time we hear an update on that. I remember hearing about that like last July, I think. Yeah. You know, quite longer a while ago, ago, even. Yeah. Last December. I don't know. Okay. Um, so uh, we're going to... This is a cancel... Uh, you know, society and uh, this French skunk has got to go, huh? Yeah, it's it's over for him. Pepe Le Pew. He was always so funny in that little other skunk. She was not a skunk. It was a cat, right? She was a cat who got a white stripe painted on her on accident. Mm, that happens. And that was what that was her mistake. Uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I, I'm trying to just go off of memory from you know a cartoon when I was five, but it was just very, you know, it was a go-getter, that French skunk. Yeah, yeah. If you definitely watch it now and you turn those characters into humans, you're like, oh, shit, that's some Harvey Weinstein-ass shit, right? But they're um, skunks. <laughs> well, this one was a cat, so it gets even weirder, you know? That's some cross-species they did that in so. uh, Over the Hedge. Did they? Wanda Sykes was a skunk, and they uh, gave her a makeover and turned her into a cat so that the uh, other cat, 
who is, mm. I think, Armenian, uh, <laughs> over the hedge could fall in love. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that. I I do remember that that movie. They corked her uh, stinker. Oh. Okay. It's very funny. Well, uh, they they did film a scene for Space Jam Two featuring this character that. Is, uh, I mean, he's been controversial for a while. They've been they've been talking about this character, like, hey, remember that one from Looney Tunes that he was like a rapist, kind of. Um, yeah, well, LeBron, I'm sure, put the kibosh on that. Well, so they filmed a scene where he uh, touches a woman, who then slaps him and tells him, "You can't touch women without consent." And it was going to be this like big moment to finally show the uh, French skunk, you know, put him in his place, and maybe you know teach teach some kids a nice little lesson there, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that scene will be cut. Um, I don't know if LeBron had the final say there, but it sounds like the director of the film did not want that scene being in there. And yeah, maybe the scene just made no sense and was completely out of place. But uh, it is funny that the scene was supposed to be like critical of the character and they're just going to. Well, yeah, that, that shows, you know, the skunk maybe is uh, at a pivotal point in his life where he could have learned a thing or two. And now that's taken away from him. And. I mean, you could probably kiss the sequel with him uh, or the revival of his series goodbye. Yeah, although how entertaining would that be, that character? His whole thing is um, harassing cats. So what else What else would he be doing? I don't you know? know. Ask the French. It's a tale as old as time. It's, I just watched Tom and Jerry. If they made Tom go vegan, is that interesting at all? Would that be something you'd want to watch? Me? No. But I also haven't watched <laughs> that movie in the first place. <laughs> Yeah. Well, this may be the end for uh, Peppy. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I don't even, I don't know what that cat's name was, but she's going down too. That's too no bad. one knows the cat's name. Yeah. Maybe maybe she can get her own spinoff. And I don't know. I'm not a writer, so it's not my job. Yeah. Well, you know who could fill that? And uh, he's looking for work probably is uh, Piers. Piers Morgan. You know, the thing about him is he doesn't he's never worked looking for work long. Someone always puts him back on TV. People care about him for some reason. He is like a professional asshole, I think is his title. Yeah, I'm glad he left America. It's it's I think it's just a universal truth. Nobody likes this guy. And I think people realize we'll put him on TV and then everyone will rally around hating this guy. And then there'll be some like. You know, everyone will, will want to watch because they want to hate this guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, a Simon Cowell-like effect. That's what uh, I remember him first being in America is he was just a Simon Cowell knockoff on the uh, whatever the fuck that show was. That was not American Idol, but it was like not, but it was still competitions. Oh, I never watched any of that. I didn't even I know that. Remember. I don't remember. But yeah, then he was on CNN and it was like, fuck this British guy talking down to us Americans. Yeah, like who told him to come here and then just talk shit to us? Like, yeah, that's enough. Settle well, down or be gone. Yeah, this latest controversy also involves him talking shit to Americans. Uh, one American named Meghan Markle, the princess, I guess, still. Maybe I don't know not how anymore. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but I don't there's either. this big Oprah thing and I don't know. Yeah, I, I learned. Well, I think I've always known this, that I don't give a shit about. They're, I don't even have royalty over there. Like we have our own version of that and the Kardashians that I can give two shits about. Um, 
I watched this uh, part just because I had heard multiple clips on pods. And I was like, well, I can find like the, the greatest hits of this bit. And uh, it was basically like Good Morning America, but in Britain. Yeah, it's called Good Morning Britain. So, Well, look at me. Um, doesn't this guy like fancy himself like an actual like journalist, though? I think at one point, I think he thought he was like. So now he just needs uh, the money. He was the British Wolf Blitzer. I don't know. Who's <laughs> a better version of that? Like, what is he doing on a morning show? You know, I just feel like that's not for like a journalist. That's where he's he, like, well, yeah, like I, I had this show, you know, but now I'm 74. So I just find it nice to have a yeah. purpose. I mean, like who was his equivalent in America? Uh, not that long ago was, was Matt Lauer with the, like, uh, he can lock the doors from the inside thing. Like, where Piers Morgan's um, a perv? Well, probably, but I'm just saying probably. he's the equivalent of like that's the same job. Like, I don't know what that was, guy did either. Why was Matt Lauer on the morning show? Like, who cares? I don't know. I don't was watch any morning shows. I don't like any morning shows. No, I don't watch them. I didn't even watch the Apple TV one. I watched that. That was entertaining. Wasn't Steve Carell like the Matt Lauer version of that one? Wasn't I he, think like, a the bit. bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he got to, you know, actors get to have some fun on sets. He got to destroy a TV mounted on a wall. I feel like that'd be your dream when you're playing a video game and you get mad. Yeah. And it just, you just like you get to mangle it, yeah. smack it. Like, it's like, well, this $700 Vizio, I'm not responsible for it. This is part of the, it calls it for it in the scene. So I have actually have to do this. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't care that Piers uh, is no longer employed. I'm sure he'll get Italy. Will probably pick him up or yeah. like somewhere else. Like yeah, what you did something right? You were in America. Oh, come on over. Yeah, uh, he stormed off the set in the middle of the show, and it was a big baby about it. It's kind of funny. Yeah, so I watched it. I have no idea who that guy that was brought in was. Like it's also just funny hearing British people talk. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't have tea on their uh, counters. Yeah, that was basically like a screaming match by British standards. Yeah. That guy raised his voice slightly and the other Didn't one. Did they call was, him like oh, diabolical or something? Yeah, it was. They, they, have, <laughs> they have words for everything. It's their language. So, you know. Yeah, it's true. They know them all. Um, yeah, it's funny. He got so upset. I think these people take that stuff very seriously about like, this is our like lady like she's old and she this is her place like she owns britain or whatever they think of it i i don't even understand i don't think they even know all i would see is like you're telling me that part of my paycheck goes to this old lady like that would just be making me mad oh i think they like sell merch or something and make the money back i don't think so i'm sure they yeah. get some taxpayer money I think like a lot of people in Britain do. That's how that whole system works. It's like anyone who's like a lord or something gets like a stimulus check. And like, what is what's a lord? Like, why do they have like dukes and they're talking like, oh, this commonwealth and that is like, what the what is that? Is that a state? What does that mean? Because you it's your land like you're responsible for it. You know, you're a lord of the land. I think that's how it works. Like uh, Game of Thrones. That's how I know all that stuff is from Game of Thrones. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that being said, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to touch on the the queens and kings and gambits and things like that. Of no, uh, I, I, I boycotted the crown. I said no, not yeah. watching it. 
so let's just move right along. But yeah, Piers uh, is looking for work, so maybe he could do some Pepe Le Pew. Uh, you know who is finally back into work is uh, the Righteous Gemstones. Remember them? Yes, my favorite. Season two is finally underway. I hope the whole cast, the whole band's back together. And I, of course, uh, am referring to John Goodman. I have to think he uh, is coming back. There's no reason not to. Uncle Baby Billy, too? Oh, they got to bring them all back. But uh, they they both have network sitcoms, which sucks. Yeah. So John Goodman doing the Connors and then uh, Walton Goggins, got his name, uh, is on some other show on cbs yeah so those are good paychecks but this is what i care about is i'm doing good shows so yeah and this is probably fun for them you could just tell they're having fun while they're doing that show yeah it's also it, fun say it say uncle baby billy uncle baby billy <laughs> yeah. enjoy yourself it's a good character it's funny <laughs> uh so yeah who know we don't know when that's coming out but we do know that they're finally moving forward with it um yeah the world is healing i think that's what they say yeah. And uh, finally, before we get into what we are watching or have been watching, I have one movie trailer and uh, this is due out April 30th, wherever your Amazon Prime account takes you. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, without remorse. Have you seen the trailer, Andy? I have not. It looks tro- terrific. So this is a. Uh, oh, what's the guy? Tom Clancy. And. Uh, I'll just give you one scene. So he's an assassin and uh, John Wick style stuff happens to him. He uh, douses a car in gasoline that has a passenger inside. And then he gets inside the, the car to talk to this passenger. Pretty badass in public, in public, yeah. in the middle of the night. Uh, it looks awesome. It looks very action packed. Michael B. Jordan. So, uh, you know, he's going to whoop some ass. That's April 30th on Amazon Prime. Okay, yeah, it looks like one of these things that was supposed to come out, and then, you know, the world ended, so. Yeah, so. Um, it's coming to Amazon instead. Reaping the benefits uh, slowly. All right, well, before we get into what we've been watching, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com to pick up the dog leash you've been waiting for, and when you do, plug in promo code... Tony. And they're going to give you 65% off. I don't know how they can even do this, but this is the greatest dog leash you'll ever have. It, it's incredible. It's fast. It's easy. It works with your dog's current collar or harness. And uh, head to thecliplessleash.com to get 65% off when you plug in promo code Tony. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? 27? Uh, five. Oh, wow. I have two. Okay. Back to my normal uh, level. Uh, you want to do a couple? I will do three. Let's let's go. Two of them are uh, come together here. Uh, the first one I watched is Logan, the uh, Hugh Jackman Wolverine finale. Well, that's the darker one, right? This is the serious adult movie. Uh, road trip top style thing with. Uh, Professor Xavier as uh, an old man who is losing his mind, but it's the most powerful mind in the world, so that's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great movie. I've seen I've seen it once before, but I bought I wanted to see it again, and I couldn't find it anywhere, so I just went and I bought I bought the 4K Blu-ray. You know, hot dogs. So I, I enjoyed that it. one. I haven't seen yeah. it in years, but the opening scene with that limo 
and those uh, yeah. gangsters. Oh yeah, big fucking mistake to quote. Yeah, it's Andy. what it's what a lot of people have wanted to see from that character. Is just like Wolverine is fucking brutal. He's got knives in his hands and mm-hmm. destroy people. And this they show so many times where he just gets fucked up and you know has to recover because that's his his ability. But you know he's slowly dying, and all the mutants have done it. It's it's like actually a good movie, and it's not. It doesn't have crazy like. Uh, laser beams or anything like world ending shit it's just yeah kinda, it's a story no, it, and it's, it's something i can handle because of that yeah it's really the, the backbone of the story is about someone trying to t- take care of their elderly father who is dying while also <laughs> being sick themselves uh so it's you know a very personal story but yeah yeah but i, I don't know how much if you never saw any x-men movie before had no didn't watch like the the, the original ones you know with I think everyone's aware of Wolverine. Yeah. Um, so you don't need to know everything about every X-Men movie, but like it probably helps to have seen Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier before. But mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Here's the uh, the twofer that I watched. Uh, this was kind of a surprise. Uh, Amazon released Coming to America with a two. They released it a couple weeks earlier than they were going to. Oh. And I ended up watching both the original Coming to America and then the, the sequel here, back to back. I hear the sequel is underwhelming. Um, yes, it's definitely not as good. But also, Coming to America is not incredible. It's it's fun. I, I never loved it. it. I mean, I, I've yeah. seen it, but it's been forever. Uh, I mean, th- that yeah. movie and Trading Places and all those were on Comedy Central. Like, you know, they're on there like seven times a year. So. I would say even more than that. Yeah, I was just being conservative. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there, there are classic scenes. You, the the thing that holds up forever is the the barbershop. You know, Eddie Murphy doing the characters. That's the first time he did that, playing the different characters, and that's still a great scene. I think they show up twice in the in the first movie there. Uh, but I think the problem with older comedies is they're so committed to actually being like a logical movie with a story, and they have to have like a romance that. There's just not as there's not as many jokes per minute in those yeah. things. Nowadays, you got to keep things moving. Yeah. So it's like it's a, you know, 90 minute movie and it's like there's 20 good minutes. And a lot of it is actually trying to like make the plot work. And it's like, nah, no one needs that anymore. Yeah, um, that's gone. Yeah. Uh, and then the sequel is, is, you know, trying to be doing nostalgia here. Uh, bring back old characters. They had the barbershop people again and. That's the best part again. That's great, great stuff. They uh, made it relevant to today, talking about Floyd May- Mayweather instead of uh, Joe Lewis this time. And it's like, hmm. it was a funny scene. Uh, and they, th- my biggest problem though is that they, they went in like three different directions with like, they didn't want to make Eddie Murphy the central character again. They had, this premise with like, oh, he had this long lost son and he's going to be kind of the central character, uh, but it's going to be an inversion of the original movie where he has to come to Africa, which is like, well, that's not the movie anymore. Like most of the movie takes place in, in Africa now. And it's like, well, the whole the whole thing, why it was funny it was it was people from rich people from Africa coming to America and not really understanding it. It's like you you lose that. Uh, but it's fine. I mean, it's not bad. I've seen some people compare it to 
like Sandler stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just him getting his friends together and they get to hang out. It's like, it is not that. It is definitely not that. There, There is funny stuff in here. Wesley Snipes is amazing. I'm mm-hmm. very happy for his little second career here, his post-jail career. I still am waiting for uh, White Man Can't Jump 2. They should do it. I mean, <laughs> they keep making these long-time sequels. Yeah. Um, Leslie Jones was in this and was like a good like a good amount they found she can't ever star in a movie i will forbid it (laughs) but if she's a side character and gets some moments you have to find the right balance for it and Mm -hmm. i think they did that okay yeah i don't i don't plan to watch this but who knows it's also got some of the worst uh, cgi i've ever seen in my life (laughs) Oh, for the African like uh, society or wherever around that compound. Yeah, so there's a part in they're just they're at some rich guy's house, you know, it's just some mansion, and there's like a, a courtyard or something, and they're walking. It's supposed to be Africa, and they have these gazelle run by. It's just awful. Like mm. it, it reminded me of um, from when they redid Star Wars, like in '97. George Lucas is like, I'm gonna add oh, yeah. some establishing shots with new aliens and shit. And you go mm-hmm. back and look at it now, it's like, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> but yeah. that's what this movie looked like in 2020. So, huh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like, eh, no one will notice. It'll be in the background. It's fine. Yeah. And it's a short scene, too. Why spend too much money on it? Yeah. Well, I mean, my thought would don't put the fucking gazelles in the scene. <laughs> they didn't yeah. add anything. <laughs> I knew they were in Africa. You don't need to tell me with yeah. gazelles. All right. Well, I'll do my uh, two and then we'll close with your last two. So I, I I mean, you can't travel right now, right? So I'm looking at, you know, oh, I want to learn about some places I may want to visit in the future. And so I was I went to because I've, I've pretty much burned through a lot of good Nat Geo and they don't not that they do travel places, but they just do, you know, animals and city uh, scenery and that kind of stuff. So I have Discovery Plus for a year care of Verizon and uh, I haven't really been utilizing it. Um, I've watched a couple of things, just random nonsense. Uh, I do enjoy watching. I'll put it on on like Saturday mornings when I'm really not paying attention a whole lot. Uh, San Diego Zoo. It's pretty fun. Uh, they have just animals and they talk about them and all that kind of stuff. You know, they've uh, released into the wild 13,000 animals. No, I did not yeah, know that. That's not what I watched. Uh I started watching a show uh, called Passport to Europe. And uh, it's from like 2004. So it's not for widescreen. Also, yeah. it's it's just very low definition. But I mean, it's Europe. What the hell changes other than maybe the prices of places? Uh, I mean, the buildings you're going to are 500 years old. It's very good. I've watched like five episodes they go to the Czech Republic. They go to Ireland. They go to Paris. They go to uh, Portugal. Uh, it's fun. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And it's, you know, it's as they say, for the armchair traveler. So you don't have to go anywhere. Um, and it's, it's on Discovery Plus and it's commercial free. So it's fun. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to have an updated version, maybe from 2017, something in high def. Uh, but I'll take what I can get. And uh, the last one I finally watched Christopher Nolan's Insomnia. I'd never seen this in my life. Really? I watched it last night on uh, HBO Max. 
Yeah. And uh, it's a remake from a, a, a Nordic flick from 97 starring Stellan Skarsgård. Of course. Um, yeah. He's the and, only person who could be in it, right? Yeah. He's the only Nordic person in the whole wide world uh, besides all of his sons. Oh, and, uh, and Erling Holland. Of course. Yes. Holland. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. It's fun. Robin Williams is great. Uh, who knew he had the uh, the range on this? Uh, I believe this is also the year his uh, one hour photo movie came out. Uh, so he he went dark two times in two thousand twelve or two thousand two rather. Um, but yeah, it was great. I also read that uh, before Al Pacino got uh, attached to this, they were looking at Harrison Ford. Yeah, that could be good, but I think I think Pacino was the right way to go. Yeah, he does cops very well. He also yeah, plays uh, criminals cop. pretty well, too. Yeah, the fact that he was a, a cop with a dark secret, you know. Yeah. That's always better. For so Pacino. I enjoyed that. Um, you can watch it on HBO Max. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's two hours. What are your last two? Um. Well, I did want to comment on uh, your discovery thing i thought like oh you know what because yeah i I always like seeing the world uh they should uh, they should have all the uh three sheets and drinking made easy somewhere on a streaming network easy to find yeah but how old are those those are just as old those are old too those are 10 years old but that it's like those shows come and go and it's gone to the world now right I'm sure someone... I was thinking about those actually from that show as well. They were they were fun at their time. I don't think I would enjoy them anymore just because I'm not 21. Like all they really did was like, oh, here's this oldest bar in Boston and this and that. It's like well, now I want to see like the landmarks. And yeah, well, that. I mean, so three sheets was the one that was before that. That was on the that was a uh, that was Europe. And that was more actually of travel than a mm. drinking show. Aha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that what that show they the lady drinks wine and she'll have beers, but you know that's when she goes to the Guinness factory or you know a bistro in in France. Yeah. Which also a uh, quick uh, tidbit about that, I kind of they kind of tell you why, um, like uh, French people hate Americans. So they said, you know, when you walk into a little shop in uh, in France. It's not considered a store to them. It's considered their home. So it's like you're walking into their home. And uh, I can just see, like, think of Elaine Bennis with the soup Nazi where she comes in there, puts yeah. her hands on the, the counter and is banging it. And it's like, hmm, give me some of this. So w- what the French, all, what they do with one another is they walk in and say, hi, how are you? You know, that kind of thing. To They greet each other and they're friendly, which doesn't sound like the French. Um so I can understand why, you know, they don't like Americans for the most part is because of that. Makes yeah, sense. Strange. I, I mean, I go into if I'm buying something, then it's a transactional relationship. I don't need to say hi to you. You want my money? That's all. Like all that matters, right? No, not to the French. Yeah, that's strange. I don't like it. Oh boy. <laughs> all right. Well, what are your last two? Okay, last two. Um... I watched I Care A Lot on Netflix. It came out to Netflix a few weeks back. It's another one of those that should have been in a real theater, but they had to sell to a streaming company just to make some money. It um, stars... Peter Dinklage. Yeah, it's got Dinklage. It's got, what's her name? Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl, who's now 
very typecast because very similar character. She's also Dino the Day. She she's in a lot of things. She was in The World's End. Um, she is strange looking. I think. Yeah, she I looks think. like she could be Asian, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Or just very like Nordic. Well, it, this movie—it's an interesting premise. She's interesting, from England, that's boring. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, subject matter here, where she is, uh, a professional guardian, and that she goes to court and becomes the guardians over old people and takes over their assets, takes over their lives. Um, and the court does that because, well, that's her job. So that's she's a. Uh, you know, a professional at it, but of course she then charges their accounts, all kinds of crazy money and basically is scamming them, scamming the old people out of their savings. Um, so she's a horrible person and it's interesting in that it's, it's like a crime thriller, but usually in crime thrillers, you make like the, the protagonist kind of fun or you kind of, you know, Oh, they're, they are doing bad things, but they have a reason for it. Um, they just set it up. She's awful from the beginning. You hate her. Mm. And when she starts to, you know, come into conflict, and I don't want to spoil how it goes because I think it's really interesting about 30 minutes in how that her the conflict of the movie kind of unfolds, um, which includes Peter Dinklage. Uh, oh, yeah. Is it is really interesting. Uh, but you're you're not rooting for her to overcome it. You're rooting for her to fail. Hold on. I see a picture of Peter Dinklage on uh some gymna- gymnast uh, rings. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's basically the same character from Elf, where he's an angry, important guy. He's Miles Finch. So, I mean, he's he's supposed to be a bad guy in the sense that he's a, a powerful guy who... Um, Mercedes Benz, 71 degrees. So he, he's... <laughs> and he's great. I, I love seeing Peter Dinklage in uh, different He's stuff. phenomenal. And uh, there's a lot of... A lot of Smaller players in here. Chris Messina plays uh, the lawyer for Peter Dinklage. And just, I think, two scenes in the movie. He's great in it. Uh, Diane Wiest, she's really great in a smaller part here. Uh, and then, yeah, and, and Rosamund Pike is great. She won the Golden Globe for this uh, last week for you know Best Actress in a Comedy. Or, it's got Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Yeah, he's he's the judge there. He's Shit. Yeah, he's, he's good. He doesn't say that, though. I wouldn't think so if he's a judge. Yeah. <laughs> But he's kind of like the dumb judge that is falling for the scam and keeps awarding her um, people to steal their <laughs> shit from. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what her the whole thing is, is targeting people who don't have family so that they don't have like their kids to come in and be like, no, no, no I'm the I should be the legal guardian. And it's like, um, but it, it's it's an that's something I never really thought about. But I guess that whole system has been in the news a lot lately because of that Britney Spears documentary where mm-hmm. that happened with her, where her dad was awarded her life basically. And he got to take all her money. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's kind of like a horrifying subject and I'm sure that this movie plays it up that it's the whole scam. It can't really work to the extent it does in this movie. Uh, but like I said, the interesting part of this movie is that it's, it's got a protagonist you hate and you want you're rooting for the, other side to win and for her to fail. <laughs> it's it's not something I've really seen before because I, I, it starts out a lot. It's like um, Goodfellas. It sounds like Goodfellas. It's got a, a voiceover to start, but like in Goodfellas, you liked Ray Liotta and you liked kind of things you were, he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. You felt like you were learning how to make pasta. Yeah. 
Uh, but this movie, there's at no point where I'm like on her side. It's like, oh my god, she's she's the worst. Okay. Yeah. So I recommend. It's very good. All right. You had one more. But if you have to like identify with the protagonist, then that'll be rough. Yeah, that'll be bad for you. Uh, the last thing I just wanted to give my final thoughts on WandaVision, which wrapped up this last week. Oh yeah, I haven't watched a single one of those. Yeah, it it's I'm happy it existed. It's an interesting project. It did stuff different to then other Marvel properties. It yeah, people took see chances it and do enjoy it. Yeah, and and it really fit as a TV show, you know, episodic and like that kind of stuff. Uh, it wasn't just like a long movie. Uh, but the la- but it ended like a movie. And it was very similar to how the movies end. Oh, now there's the bad guy and you got to fight them in the town and all that stuff. And I didn't hate it. Some people really hated the the way it ended. But a lot of people are babies with this Marvel stuff where yeah. they kind of tease like, oh, and there's going to be this and something's going to happen. And then Magneto's going to come out or something. And then oh, it's like, no, it just told the story and there wasn't all this like crazy connection to everything which is what they always want. There was like, oh, and the Fantastic Four are going to be there. And it's like, no, just ease up. Just let them do this story that's really kind of an origin story for a character that's been around for five years now, but hasn't really discovered who she is. And Mm -hmm. um, it's good at that. Okay. But it's also not, there's the other side of people who freak out that everything Marvel does is amazing, where it's like, no, it's, it's good, but like this is not premium TV, you know? It's sim- yeah. it's similar to the Mandalorian, where it's like I'm really happy with that. That's good stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't compare to Game hard, of Thrones. I'll watch and, it. Yeah, it's not Breaking Bad. It's not. It's like it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's all it needs to be. Yeah. Okay. I still don't think I'm gonna watch it, but who knows? Maybe one day. They do a Malcolm in the Middle um, like parody. They're like I've like, heard. The first like six episodes are all parodies of sitcoms over the years. Full House, right? Yeah, and I Brady enjoyed Bunch. that part of it. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching that. You know, they would have definitely had me had they done Home Improvement. But I get the <laughs> you know the relation with the Olsons and the sister and this. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Maybe I'll uh, I'll tune into that one day. Who knows? Anything else to uh, add before we wrap up? No, that's what I got. All right. Well. That's uh, episode 209 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and join with me, we had Off-Road, WandaVision Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later.